and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Key. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 18, Chess Pains, in which Frasier and Martin do battle over a chessboard and Frasier's insecurities quickly reveal themselves. Now, Key, we've talked about chess a little bit. We're going to play a game of chess and we're going to send it to the viewers on Facebook. So I'm going to be a bit more broad. Do you have a favourite board game? Favourite board game? Because I feel like in Britain in particular, the rainy day, on holiday, board game culture... It's yeah. quite a classic part of our childhood. So, um, I'd say Scrabble is up there. Mm. And I play Scrabble quite a lot together. I love that. Yeah. Um, and particularly like it went at the start of lockdown when we both had like holiday, but obviously couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. We would like play Scrabble in the afternoon. That is sweet. I love um, that. <laughs> I want that life. <laughs> um, chess is obviously up there. I love chess. Oh, it's so good. It's just, um, it's just amazing. Oh, I love it. I mean, I really want the board that uh, Fraser has in this episode. Like, it's amazing. Though I do have some logistical issues with it, which I'll get to. But it's gorgeous to look at. The thing is, like, those novelty—I don't know if you call them novelty—but novelty chess boards, yeah, are so expensive. They like, are. You can like, set you back a pretty penny. There are some amazing websites you can browse where people like obviously hand make things and stuff. And it's like—I mean, my granddad's an amazing carpenter, and I always secretly wanted to ask him to make me. Not necessarily pieces, but just like a nice inlaid chessboard. But I mean, you know, he's 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 old. He wants to enjoy his time to himself. And I'm like, I'm not putting that on him. You're like, work. <laughs> he'd make it if I asked. And I'm like, no way, I can't do that. But that would just be lovely because it would be something to treasure, for, you know. Yeah. And I have a lovely set of Alice in Wonderland pieces that are like almost made a lot, but they feel like they're made of pewter, but they're not. It's probably resin. But I just need a board to go with them. But yeah. Um, so and Scrabble, chess. Yeah. Um, I think Monopoly's got to be up there. Old favourite. But it, it frustrates me. I'm the one who will end up flipping the board. There's and... a lot of arguments in Monopoly. There um, is. And I think any game that teaches you to be a landlord should be very, <laughs> you should be distrustful of that game. Um, but yeah. I'm a big fan of Monopoly. I'm trying to think some of the classic. Do you ever play the game Mastermind with the little coloured pins? And you have to guess the order of the six balls the other person has it's re- it's really hard to explain I think so really weird game um but we used to play that a lot i mean i've got a lot of crap in there um have you ever played like i mean me and a couple of our friends we play a lot of contemporary board games because obviously board game culture is massive like it's a huge subculture um so there's some classic party games like secret hitler have you heard of secret hitler i have not heard of that <laughs> oh my god when you've got like i don't know four to six people at a party it's incredible basically some of you will be some of you are fascists some of you are liberals and one person is hitler right. um the fascists know who hitler is yeah. um and then everyone else doesn't know whoever anyone else is and you go around the board and like do these like little election things and basically as the game gets goes on um, the fascists grow in power and they start. They can start like dictating the game. And basically what they're trying to do is get Hitler elected. Um, and obviously Hitler doesn't know who his allies are, but they know who he is. And like people are getting killed off and you're shouting, you're a liar, you're lying. I know you're not a liberal or whatever. It is amazing. Honestly. It just sounds like you're watching Fox News and fell asleep during the, from the TV. <laughs> you know I mean? That is what it feels like. But I mean, <laughs> I have been in games where I've literally, like, I've convinced people that I was a good guy on their side. I've convinced them to kill other people in the game and they've done it. And then we, we ultimately got power and they've never looked at me the same way again. They were like, I can't believe this. Like, at one point, I slipped and I said, Oh, yeah, if you do that, we win. And I was, because I was a fascist. And you went, what do you mean, we? And I was like, oh, no, sorry, I meant they win. And I managed to brush it over. What? I like mean, brush that over? I completely gave it away. <laughs> and I still managed to win that game. But honestly, Secret Hitler, amazing. 
Um, so any chance, any chance you get to play that, that is all I'll say. Okay. Um, shall we took ourselves? Is that that actual board game, or is that just something online? No, no, <laughs> no. It, the- it's really popular. I'd probably, it's probably like the, probably one of the best-selling party games of this century. Honestly, it is, it's massive. I mean, it's kind of it's only really a game you know if you if you're friends with someone in the board game world, um, because you're, you're not gonna like just see, you're not gonna see in WH Smiths. Um, let's okay. put it let's put it let's put it like that. I didn't um, even know there was a board game world. I didn't... Mate, the board game industry is is a you know million dollar industry. It's massive. I mean, well, if it's a million-dollar industry, that's not that big. You need no, multi-million, multi-million, not bill. I don't want to say billion because it probably isn't. But um, I mean, I have played. I've probably, I've probably played a hundred or so over the last couple of years of new board games. Um, what? I mean, are you yeah. just like fifteen quid a time on Amazon? Like, I'll, oh I'll no, God, no! Try it out. There's a game you can play on the computer called Tabletop Simulator, and it basically is like a virtual games room with a board yeah. and you can import practically any board game that has ever been made into this game and you can play virtually with your friends on the computer oh, that sounds cool and, it and also all... sounds quite illegal it is, is it? but i don't get like how it works <laughs> i don't get how they're allowed to do but they do but like all the pieces have got physics so you can like say you're playing chess you know if i moved like a knight and I accidentally like clicked on knocked it with my mouse it would fall over like everything's fully animated cool. it's really sick um, but yeah, that is my my board game fandom coming out. Um, <laughs> shout- between us, like, Key, what do you like doing? Oh, I like Scrabble. What about you? I have this whole like physics involved. <laughs> I have every board game that's ever existed. Um, shall we took ourselves into Trivia Corner this week, Kate? Let's do it, mate. The best board game of all is Trivia Corner. So let me navigate over to Reddit and find Cami and MK. Here we go. Question numero uno from Hammy. Um, I've just noticed for some reason Hamish's trivia had been downvoted. Um, he had zero oh. upvotes on Reddit, and I don't know why. So I've upvoted him to get him back afloat. Um, what? Why does Niles need to take a breath? Oh, uh, because it, it's breathtaking. He, he's breathless at looking. Yes, at, he uh, is because Fraser's new chess set is breathtaking. How does Fraser compare chess to Niles's marriage to Maris? Oh, is this his little bit about the king and the queen? Like, yes. It's, it's a game where the, the king um, does nothing and the queen has all the power, basically. The key, yeah, the key, specifically, the king is stationary while the queen has all the power. Um, and Nars has to be careful with a part of his new dog's body. And wh- why? And what does he have to do to it slash them? Is it about like the nerve medicine like yes a lot of people don't like to administer the nerve medicine to the dog and that's why that's not what i'm looking for here um i'm looking for here so it's like is it a specific part of like the dog's body or something yeah oh is it like the feet like the paws and and the the he has to carry her because the 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 was it the the seattle ground is no good for her or something the like city that. streets play havoc with her delicate feet, so he has to go home and pumice her paw pads, um, which is just so delightful to say. Um, <laughs> but there you go, it's so a three out of three from uh, from Cami. There, so good stuff. Let's Thank move you. over. To, oh no, you do yours for me, and then we'll uh, we'll do MKs. Okay. I also forgot to look at your question, so if there's been a duplicate, I'm sorry. Okay. So question number one. Yeah. How many games of chess do we see in this episode? Oh, love this. Um, I. <sighs> I feel like, I, I in my head, just thinking out loud, I feel like they play three games where Frasier loses each one. Then they have the one game at the end and Frasier's playing in Nervosa. 
Um, it's just whether there's one more snuck in. It's, I think it's a five or six. I'm going to go with five. I'll give it to you. Yeah, so I wasn't counting the one in the Vosa because I don't think he actually plays against anyone. I Technically, think just... he does. I think he's kind of playing against himself, which he can do because, like, okay. it's, it's but but not it's not technically one. But in in a sense of you've named everything that I had on my list. So okay, see. so it is yeah. it is the three where he loses and then one yeah, where he wins. Yeah, we see him. Um, we see Martin win three times. Fraser win once, and then there's this. Let's say training session in the Vosa, shall we yes, say? Yes, for like a Rocky montage. Very gracious <laughs> of you to give me that key. Thank you. Okay, question number two. Mm. In what year was Fraser's chess set made? Oh, Paris 17. I've got I've got 82 or 87 in my head. I don't think it's either of them. I'm gonna say seventeen eighty-seven. Oh well, I've got oh okay 1882. Oh, I was a hundred years out, hundred well, hundred and five <laughs> if you count the uh, the other guests. But damn it, surely, surely you're ninety five, aren't you? Yes. You went seventeen eighty seven. Okay, please. I'm, I'm a chess <laughs> man, not a maths man. <laughs> okay. Um. Final question. Yeah. Um. What pieces does Martin incorrectly name? And if you can get what he calls them and what they actually are. You get um, the bonus point. The rook <laughs> is the the tower thingy. Yes. Well, um, well, yeah. The knight is the little horsey, or yeah, yeah horsey. horsey. Yeah. And the pawns are prawns. Yes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Not a terrible outing for me this week. I'll take that. Is that that's all three of your questions? That's all of yeah? my questions. I really struggled with coming up with trivia this week. No, I'm fair play to everyone who's done it this week because I do think it wasn't an episode that lends itself to that. Um. So MK here, and we've got a couple from uh from the usual trivia cadre as well. When would Nars and Maris play? Chess. Oh, is it um, Thursday evenings? I think. Yes, yeah, like you and Shan playing Scrabble. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> How did Martin learn to play chess? Um, he says when he's coming out of the kitchen. I think. Oh, did he say that he plays with Daphne or played with Daphne? Daphne showed him once. He says, um, which is interesting to me because I think in season one we see him playing at the dinner table um, mm-hmm. on his own. So bit of a tiny inconsistency but i mean a chessboard is like a prop they probably always wanted to have in the apartment at some point so um what information does Roz think to use to impress naj and what conclusion does she come to about the subject of that information oh, this is what this is what she's first reading the newspaper that's a big clue oh okay i think yeah um is it about this woman who's given birth to like a 19 pound baby or something like that can you know, t- tell me where she's from and what she won't be doing is it Italy, yeah, and she won't be riding her Vespa anytime soon. That is the case. <laughs> <laughs> so so grim. Um, a nineteen-pound baby is terrifying that's, to that's even huge, contemplate. Isn't it? That is so big. I weighed like six pound nine or something. Yeah, I, I was like, I was a small baby. Like, I think um, like seven pounds is average, something like that. Yeah, I think like six to nine is quite a, yeah. quite a broad range. I mean, I, I think nineteen. I was like, he's coming out in a suit. He's already going to work. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was like a month premature, so that's why I was. You know. There you go. Um, Niles Crane, when they play chess at night after Frasier sets off the alarm, what is the mistake that Frasier makes? Yes, a brilliant question, Niall, because I made a note of this. Um, so love, love that he's asked this. Is it Frasier the... makes a mistake when they're about to play chess at the, in the oh, very... So it's not about the alarm? No, sorry, it's, it's got nothing to do with the alarm. It's when they sit oh. down to play the game. But I'll, I'll tell you that, because otherwise you'll be thinking of the whole of the scene. Um... 
no I really idea. love this. It's chess related. Does, does he like accidentally like position some of the pieces wrong or something? No, I have actually been trying to pause the episode and look at, and analyze the position on the board several times here. Okay. Uh, I've got a, I've got a few minor notes, but I couldn't really get anything from it. Um, I've got. I've, he I've, says, "Who should go first? And White always goes first in chess. So that's not a question you ask. You don't say who should go first. It's like whoever's White goes first. Okay. Um, so who, presumably, when they've sat down, whoever's White." Oh, so the idea that the loser of the last game goes first, that's not a thing. I've never heard that before. Um, I don't know how they specifically decide who is white and who is black in like, a professional tournament. Yeah. It, must, it must be flip of a coin. Because um, I've never played chess like just with it. I've never like gone in for like a chess tournament or anything. No, so, no, me neither. Have um, you seen The Queen's Gambit? Because I imagine I, you'd quite like that. I read chess. the book when it was really big. like Because it, it, everyone was writing about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to read quickly read the book just in case it's great. And the book was really good. And I hear the show's a really faithful adaptation. So I've just not got around to watching. It's like eight or ten episodes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so long. Um, but I know I'd like it. Like, and the book was great. Um, really good vibes. Um Run for Your Life says, which pieces from the chess set conclude the final game between Martin and Frasier? Bonus points if they are in the correct order. Oh, that, that is that's really good. I have that's, no idea. That's really good. <laughs> I'm I'm interesting to see how they work this out. Actually, Run for Your Life because um, the piece Martin moves first. I couldn't tell what it was, and I actually thought it was a different piece to what they've got here, but I'm not here to quibble. So um, so it's the order. Frasier moves Frasier moves one piece. Martin moves a piece. Frasier moves Oh, so you piece. want the, the pieces that they actually move during if the you can, If you can remember, yeah. I mean, I can't remember, so I'm just going to be taking a stab in the dark here. I mean, how many, can, can you tell me how many moves there are? Uh, yeah, there's there's five. Frasier, Martin, Frasier, Martin, Frasier. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pawn, knight, pawn, pawn, rook. I'm afraid not. It's <laughs> rook, knight, rook, rook, rook. What? Um, yeah, basically, I, I think what happens is, um, I'll, I'll say when we get to it, um, but I, I have a feeling I know how he gets checkmated. Um, it's quite a common checkmate position um, if they were actually playing it properly. Um, but yeah, there you go. It's the, the one that runs your life's got down is a knight. I thought it might have been a bishop because I couldn't tell how he was moving it. Um, but it looked, it didn't look like a, it looked more thin and tall to me, like a little person, but it could well have been a knight. Um, from finally, Key from Heart House Orchid, how many chess sets do we see in this episode? Chess sets. Okay, so there's the one they're playing on. Yes. And then there's the one in the Vosa, which is a different chess set. There is. So two. Three. Three. Oh, God. There's the chess set behind the sofa on the table that's there all the time. And that is the one I'm thinking of that Martin uses in season oh, one. Okay. Though I wonder if that's uh, Frasier wouldn't have took that out of the apartment to Nervosa, would he? I think I think the one he's got in Nervosa is like a little travel set. He looks like a little portable one, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, which I really love those actually. Um, a friend of ours, Jake, who plays he plays chess a lot. Um, he got for Secret Santa this year like a little fold-up board and the pieces all come inside it and they're magnetic mm. as well. Um, really, really love that. Right, that was really good. Thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. Um, thank you for your chess related questions. Um, and I didn't do too badly, so I'll, well done, well, well done. I'll take that. I'm not fishing for compliments, but I am usually <laughs> abysmal. So, um, let's hop into the review key. 
animation watch. What was it? Was it, it just a red light? Yes, that... it was. Do you not think a cool chess themed one would have been nice here? Like the top of the space needle suddenly like becoming a queen, you know, like the crown on the top of a queen. Oh, that would have been quite cool, yeah. I really like that vibe, but I mean, also, also what... kind of terrifying just to see a space needle turn just his woman's face. Just... That would be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> um, and also, like, they wouldn't just make one special themed. They do, they do for the finale, don't they? The rainbow, but other than that. Um, and yeah, I've just put that this chess set is magnificent, and we've already discussed this. Um, I, one, I can't believe Frasier has an antique scout. That is just the height of, of, of pomposity <laughs> and, and wealth. But yeah, I love this chess set, and I would want to own one like this. It's gorgeous, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've looked before at like really nice chess sets, and some of them, you're looking at Grand more and just... It's a hell of a lot of money, but mm. it is if, if you were if you were rich enough to be able just to drop a ridiculous amount of money on a chess set, it's something to, to do, isn't it? It's breathtaking. Nas has got it bang on, right? It's breathtaking it and just, it makes me breathless. To, it needs to take a breath. Yeah. Um my, my kind of logistical question with this set with this chess set was um the pieces on both sides look remarkably similar. This is my thing. I how, really... I have no idea how Fraser and Martin are keeping track of which side is there, which which pieces are theirs. When you were saying like white goes first, is is there a distinguishing white and black in this? Because it didn't look to me like on, there was on, much on, of a change. On every chess set, there has to obviously be a, a distinct a distinction, and then what you know, one of those pieces would have been white, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Um, I've no idea because they I, I really studied them; they looked really similar. But obviously, it might have been like. Because they're kind of like gold and silver, aren't they? And I wonder yeah. if like the colours are inverted. So like the rook of one team is gold at the top and then silver in the stem and then it's yeah. inverted in the other team. But even still, just nice. I get why they use normal pieces in tournaments. Like they don't use novelty things yeah. because, you know, you need to be, your brain needs to be able to recognise the piece immediately. Um, but yeah, that was just one thing I was, I was thinking about. Um Niall says that chess makes him melancholy, which is very sad to hear, um, because he loves playing it with a uh, playing it with Maris on Thursday nights. And then I like that Daphne's kind of checking in on him. You know, how are you feeling? How's the divorce? And you know, are you feeling lonely? And he's like, only sometimes when I'm by myself, or sometimes when I'm with other people. I mean, it's just so sad, isn't it? <laughs> it's heartbreaking, you know. Just and and it it starts out so well. You think like he's getting over it, and he's like, mm. only occasionally when I'm on my own, just me. I'm with other people and <laughs> doing things. He's yeah. very smooth with the way he kind of likes, oh, Daphne, I think dad would miss you. Like, that's a good it's little... A, that's thing. a good line, isn't it's it? It's a good well, line. Yeah. yeah. I like, you know, she kind of plays it off and then, oh, me, and then Frasier hits him. And, um, you know, he's fair play to him. And then he just completely undercuts it with his sad little melancholy rant. But, but I mean, and Daphne suggests getting a dog because there's nothing like a dog's unconditional love. Mm. It, it's weird, actually. What Daphne says in this, I've actually heard uh, Dean Smith, the Aston Villa manager, say something very, very similar in an interview. Really? He said that he got a dog when he became a manager and he was advised to do so by Neil Lennon, former Celtic manager. And he said, because there's nothing like an unconditional love of a pet who just doesn't care about the result. Um, That's so true. I can't so. imagine Neil Lennon giving love to anything. Oh, I mean, can you imagine? One of the most, one of the angriest men in the sport. <laughs> um, but there you go. Um, are you a fan of checkers, Key? It comes up a couple of times in this episode. Yeah, but when I was a kid, we were always told we must never call it checkers. We must call it drafts because checkers is the American. Version. Yeah, I mean it is known as drafts over here. <laughs> Although I never got, I never mastered that as a kid. I used to call it giraffes because um, <laughs> I didn't know what people were saying. But yeah, are you a fan? 
I am. We played it. We probably played that more than chess when we were kids. Mm. But I haven't played it in a long time because it feels like that was the game I played when I was a kid. And when I reached a certain age, I started playing chess instead. Yeah. I can but barely I, remember how you played Rafts, to be honest. Uh, basically, you move in a diagonal and you can jump someone else's piece and take right. it. And then if you get to the end of the board, um, you can be kinged and that way you can move forward and back. Oh, okay. I mean, it just feels like because there's so limited rules compared to chess, doesn't like nearly every game end up looking the same. I just imagine games always end up looking really similar. I don't um, know. I mean, it's far more limited than chess. I think there's a lot less scope for variety than chess. But yeah, I mean, that's spoken like the word of a, a drafts novice, mate. <laughs> I mean, just, just saying, it all looks yeah. the same. To feel, me. feel free to sit back and survey the board. You know, <laughs> as a novice, that's your right. Um, I mean, I I really relate to Fraser here that these you know no one's playing with him. I said before, you know, I love chess. No one really in my house plays it, though. Over lockdown, I did teach my mom. We had some good games, actually. She, she um, beat you, I believe. She did beat me um, <laughs> in the first game we played properly. And then and since then, oh, I, you know, that didn't happen. But it was amazing because it was literally like I was listening out the... I was, you know, living out the Fraser episode. But, um, you know, it's it's nice to have someone to play with. Um, Martin kind of describing the setup in the park. You know, old men eating bologna sandwiches, smoking cigars. Sometimes even a fist fight breaks out. That just sounds like the dream to me. I would love to be doing that when I'm an old man. Um, and it really reminded me, I don't know if you remember the Disney short at the beginning of A Bug's Life called Jerry's Game. Um, you know, they oh, used to put those shorts at the beginning of films. Yeah. Um, the Pixar did rather than Disney. And it's just like an old man playing chess in the park. It's really sad and lovely. And um, I was just thinking I think you've told me about this before, actually. I think it might have come up before. I, I might have, actually. I, I, see, I was never big on Bug's Life. I was more Ants because that came oh out at the same God. time. God. Ants. Uh, yeah, I bloody do remember ants. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Okay, I mean, <laughs> where's this coming from? Um, I'm just saying, I just was it Sylvester Stallone was just like a little worker and just like his best mate. Just like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I never really liked Bugs Life anyway, so I don't know why I'm reacting like I am. <laughs> um, I just haven't seen ants. Um, I was never impelled to see ants, but yeah, Bugs Life of, of the Pixar films wasn't, I don't know, why are they blue? Oh, I feel it is like the one of the weakest fix of I think Pixar don't tend right. to make many mistakes, but I feel like Bugs Life is. It was so there. early not... into their like tenure that it's forgivable. But then you open with something like Toy Story, you yeah. know, one of the best animated films of all time. Um, you gotta you gotta hit it up good the second time around. You know, the, the difficult second album, as they say. Um, but there you go. So Fraser and Martin had the first game now, and Martin's like, "Is that checkmate?" And Fraser's like. Like, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> um, I've said this before, but like, I, chess is so hard to confront when you lose. You know, you only have yourself to blame. I want to get why Frazier, I mean, Frazier's insane in this episode. He turns into a psychopath. Um, but I get the, the, you know, the niggling dread he feels um, because it, it, is, it is like that. You know, once you lose a game of chess, like I've played friends recently who don't really know how to play it and they've beat me. And I'm like, you idiot you know you like <laughs> how have you let this happen um and then you just you know you feel like what have i been doing for the last few months playing this like daily um it's hard it's tough i mean how, how are you generally keen like losing are you a competitive person i am a competitive person yeah and i often will not think i hate losing more than i enjoy winning yes yeah, that's my problem i get no joy from winning it's the reason i don't gamble because mm, so the, the, be the idea of losing my pound means a lot more to me than winning 50 pounds yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. the same. 
um it's just yeah i just i am i am i don't like it but i am competitive as well um, yeah it's I'm, just... a, I'm a i'm a very gracious winner mm. but i'm a very sore loser <laughs> very gracious <laughs> winner. best combo there okay um i'll tell you who is a gracious winner and that is Nash. um who... oh Nash. ross has an appointment with Nash. i mean this name just absolutely kills me how are you spelling Nash? because i've i'm interested oh, to see how you've oh, in my head it's n-a-double-j Double J, I <laughs> love that guy. I've got him as just a single J over here, but um, interestingly, on, on KCL, they've got him as um, it's it's like more. I don't think this is right. They've got it as like Noge, it's N O G E, N O D, because one of the titles is um, the title cards is maybe it's short for nodule. Um, oh, okay. So uh, yeah. I think they may be telling us how it, but then that isn't you wouldn't get a Nage sound from an N and an O. Um, so a, a bit of a weird thing going on there with KCL and the credits I and think, the title I, screen. I think it's the double J, the old <laughs> double J. Like the like the the hadge. Um like yeah, he gone for the double J. Um the coffee count for this episode, I've got five. Um, as always, this is subject to change when we get to the season three finale and we get our updated figures from from steve um but that brings us to 90 as uh, as far as i as i can see and this is episode 70 no not 75 um this is episode 75 of the podcast but obviously we've done bonus episodes so it's, it's probably like episode 70 in frazier or something like that so we're still averaging you know 1.1 coffees or something an episode um i think this is one of the funniest niles b plots in the show um i love this dog and his his relationship with this dog and i forgot that it's not this episode where they put the little ramekin on her head and it looks like maris like yeah. you know because remember that pillbox hat she wore for such and such his wedding um just the the shot of that dog's head with the ramekin on the side is just the funniest freaking steal ever it's, i think that. it's a really really memorable little plot for niles mm. i always when i think of niles i do often think of this dog yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I just, it's just amazing because it's like we've never seen Maris, and yet they come in the door, and I'm the like, "Dog is such a good visual representation of." Her. I'm like, "There's Maris. There she is. Like, she is the closest we ever get to seeing a living thing represent her in the show." So I just think that's nuts. Um, you know, Nas describes hearing her haughty little sniff from a cage in the corner. Um, I just the constant like, "Sit, girl, sit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> down, girl, down." Okay. Um, complete way that Niles just gives up. Like, okay, I'll accept that. Just <laughs> completely being dominated by this dog. With you know, it's been in his life for all of a day. Um, I mean, I love the fact that he, he, you know, was not impressed because they showed him some was it overly demonstrative puppies. Yes, no, yes. I didn't. I didn't want them. They, they wanted to be. They were too obvious of their love. <laughs> um, I mean, what do you make of this breed? Would you react like Martin coming into a living room going, what the hell is that? Um, yeah, is it a really... whippet? Is it a I think, whippet? I think it is a whippet, yeah. yeah. Um, if I was going to get a dog, it probably wouldn't be a whippet. No offence mm. to whippets out there. I'm sure there's some really nice whippets. But They're just, proper they're... breed dogs, aren't they? They're like, you know, you, you get them at shows and things, whippets. Yeah. I don't feel that's a dog to, you know, curl up next to me while we're watching a film put it like mm. that it's not you know. fluffy and cuddly it's exactly. like it's, it's lean and grisly <laughs> um you know <laughs> don't know i'm not i'm not sold on the whippet i'm afraid um but i say that there are family friends that have a whippet and i'm 
don't mean to do a disservice to their lovely dog. Um, Have you, do you get on with that dog? Do you, I, barely dog... Ever, I barely ever see it, to be honest. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, if I did, I'd be courteous to it. I'd, you know, I'd be cordial. Yeah. Not, I'd give it a little fuss, but um, I like I like my dogs to be a bit fluffy and, and goodly. So there you go. Um, where am I here? Um, oh, yeah. So Frazier's now trying to curry favour with Martin um, by kind of, He's got his favorite dips. I thought someone might ask a question actually. What's the dip he's got? I think he says it's like Lipton. Lipton is it onion soup dip? Onion like soup dip. Obviously, Lipton being I know them for iced iced tea. Um, Lip, Lipton iced tea is like the famous thing over here. Um, so they've branched out into onion dip as well. You well, know, good for them. Man. What good, good company them. doesn't do that? I mean, um, <laughs> got some iced tea and some nice onion dip. Some nice <laughs> onion dip to wash it down. Um, so yeah, like Martin's like, you're putting me in a home, aren't you? It's like just <laughs> such a good line. Um, and then Fraser, why does he? Why is the chess set in the kitchen? He emerges from the kitchen with the chess set because it'd um, be too obvious to have it in a place that they go to play chess. Maybe, maybe that's, that's what. There's just something really sad about the idea of him not preparing that dip in the in the kitchen and also preparing the chessboard next to it. Um, and then we have like the great exchange of Fraser's like, you know, I like to plan a strategy like a general leading his troops. And then we have Martin's line about checkmate Schwarzkopf. Checkmate Schwarzkopf. Who was Schwarzkopf again? Was he a Nazi general? Or I have no idea. I like. I... Let's have a look. I wasn't sure at all, to be honest. Schwarzkopf is... I mean, he's got to be a famous general, hasn't it? He is very famous. I'm getting Schwarzkopf hair. Yeah, that's oh, no, what he, I'm getting. It's he was American, the... man. He was a US Army general. Um, I think we can be forgiven, considering his name is Schwarzkopf, that we didn't immediately know. And also, fun fact, um, Schwarzkopf, with over 111 years of experience, he's one of the market leaders in the field of hair colorants, hair care, <laughs> and hair styling. Thanks for that, Kurt. I didn't know that. <laughs> and we said we weren't going to be doing ads on this thing. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so he was he was serving as commander of the United States Central Command. He led all the coalition forces in the Gulf War. There you go. Wow. So absolutely nothing to do with World War II. Um, he died in 2012 and he was 78. Um, so yeah, that was a massive faux pas That's, on my yeah, end. Will's but... military history clearly not, not great. Distract. I'm not a military historian, but <laughs> oh, I mean... his nickname was Storming Norman. Oh, I like man. that. That's a good nickname, isn't it? Oh, I want a freaking nickname, man. What the hell? What's a guy going to do around here to get a nickname? Now, um, he is his father was the lead investigator in the Limburg kidnapping, really. Yeah, that's what Wikipedia says. What do they call that? The trial of the century or something? No. They call the Lindbergh baby something, don't they? Um, uh, it, it is one of... Legal scholars refer to the trials as one of the trials of the century. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. yeah. Did they ever find the baby? I don't think so. God. Um, H.L. Mencken called the kidnapping and trial the biggest story since the resurrection. Oh, okay. So there was a discovery of a body, again, from the look of this... But I don't know if Jesus it was. Um, That's crazy, man. That person, yeah, absolutely crazy. There you go. Um, where am I here? Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I just made a note here saying the pieces are so similar. I have no idea how you, you'd keep track of, of who's yeah. what. But we've mentioned that. Um, See, so yeah, I, I was trying to get a good picture of the board as well, like to analyze it and see if they're playing properly because I feel like whenever chess is in a show. They're just kind of moving things around. They don't really give a crap. Um, this is one of the beautiful things about the Queen's Gambit. I mean, obviously, it was it had to be accurate, but it was really accurate. So the chess they're playing, you know, they got like grandmasters and stuff to like watch the episode and, and talk really? through. Yeah, it's like Magnus Carlson's like, oh yeah, this they're doing this. And um, 
I don't know if you've ever seen this video, but if this is a bit a quick two minute tangent, but people who like chess and you know will will, will get a kick out of this. Magnus Carlsen's obviously world number one. Um, he's been world number one for ages. Will probably go on to be considered the best chess player of all time, if not already. Um, Bobby Fischer is disgusted in you right now. Bob- Bobby Fischer, I don't like because he was a massive racist and weirdo. All I literally know nothing about him other than the fact that he played chess. He was a great it. player. I mean, Fischer was brilliant because he was like on his own against the Russians when he was playing. Like there wasn't yeah. chess, just wasn't as big in America. He was kind of battling it out against all of the Soviets. Um, but then in later life, was a massive anti-Semite and yeah, oh, not a good guy then obviously gary kasparov was like you know the king um mm. and it's now really like it, we're just waiting for carlson to finally duke him because he, he basically already has but there's a video online of carlson he's on stage with three international masters yeah. what are you gonna say i was gonna say is, is it like boxing where everyone's like waiting for kasparov versus carlson and it's like they played each other they have played each other oh, okay I obviously like... kasparov's old now and i like... thought like kasparov's on the media like he's too scared to play me okay <laughs> <laughs> honestly carlson's only like 30 something and he's like he's already got like a higher rating overall than kasparov ever got in his life God. um just it's ridiculous but this oh, video sorry you're gonna say one last interruption no no I, I was reading an article the other day about like a little like 11 year old who um who beat like two grandmasters in some competition he did right i might have watched the video oh. of that actually yeah he, um, he said like how he plays he sent all his family into the garden so that he could concentrate in the living room that um, is amazing because i think he had to do it all like virtually and yeah um, yeah but yeah, apparently he did quite well. I don't think he won the tournament, but for an 11-year-old, apparently he did fantastically well. There's a brilliant YouTube channel I watch where the guy, um, he just analyzes like big games from tournaments and stuff like instantly, like condenses them to 12-minute highlights. Um, and so you can just like, it just sounds so sad, but they're amazing. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got a million subscribers. Wait, how long is a chess match generally like a professional level? A, cla- a classical game, probably like a couple of hours. Wow, um, an hour and a half. So obviously, what he does is he gets it digitally onto yeah. like a digital board. Like when we play online, it looks like that, and obviously he can just click through the moves instantaneously. He doesn't have to wait for any of the. So he like he takes like a physical game and then just puts it into a digital board, so then we can see instantly. And does um, he have like a lot of slow like close up shots of them looking at each no, other? No, but he, <laughs> he does. He does do like oh, this is what they could have done. He shows you a different line they could have done. Like sometimes you'll see a checkmate that they didn't see because obviously he's nice. got the foresight really good um this video basically online is carlson's on stage and he's blindfolded and they've got three like international masters i don't know if they're grandmasters um each playing a game of chess against him and he's literally he's not looking at the boards he's has to he's just got each board's position in his head and he's playing all three of them simultaneously without looking so what one the first one will go e4 and carlson will go D4. Okay, so they do say the net, like it's not just him, like using oh, like, no, no. the force the, or they'll something. Say, they'll say the notation, so they'll say E4, and he'll go, okay, D4. Then the next person will say E4, and he'll go, you know, uh, another C6. Um, and he'll just that, literally, he plays all three of them with his eyes closed without looking at the board just by memorizing the notation they say. Um, it's crazy. It is absolutely it's superhuman. I cannot get my head around a brain that works like that. But you just do not. It's like all sport. You don't understand how good professionals are compared to the average person until you see someone like Carlson just doing that. Jeez. Um, 
Absolutely amazing, but that's a big chess tangent. So, I mean, it, it can be forgiven. It, it's a chess. <laughs> it's the chess pains episode of Frasier. Um, so Kelsey screaming into the pillow on the balcony now. Really love this. Like his laughter as he's kind of like leaving the apartment and going out to the balcony is really funny to me. Like he's just kind of like giggling, you know, it's like oh nothing to say here, and then absolutely just you know bawling into the pillow. Um, do you want to talk us through Ross's gossip for Narch? Um, what does she tell him back at night? Oh, well, it could not have gone better because she knows a celebrity. Well, she does. Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane. Uh, and she may have told him, you know, that in the past, Fraser was a woman. You know? <laughs> would, the, <laughs> Just... would this be believable? I mean, Fraser's a big, big guy. Um, you know, I feel like you could look at him and you would know that, you know, he's ne- he's always been assigned male since birth. I, I do love, though, Roz's like this scene, like, okay, I'll set Nard straight. And Fraser's come back, well, if you manage that, then you would really have a story. <laughs> oh, no, just, just a bit of casual homophobia there from <laughs> Fraser. Um, but yeah, just really, really good. I just love this. Um, I just... I, this is a funny story. My brother, for the longest time, just a teenager, wanted to be a hairdresser. You know, um, really, really. I don't know. He just liked gelling his own hair, and maybe he thought it would translate to other people. I don't know. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I mean, it was only a short thing, short-lived. But I mean, I did bring it up in my best man speech at his wedding because um, I had I had a picture of when he shaved his own head and left a massive bald patch because the clippers were on wrong. And I was oh. like, if this is what he could do to his own hair, just imagine what he could have done to yours. Um, <laughs> that was that was that went down particularly well um okay i keep losing where i am I, I find it weird that it didn't come up between roz and naj sooner that she knows fraser crane yeah how often I... she, how often she been going to naj or is this the first appointment because she, the way I she think... says it is like he's really exclusive then she's like i think he's getting bored of me yeah so i, I figured that like it'd been this had been an ongoing relationship mm. um but seems that yeah, way. yeah i just I, I find it yeah, I mean, it does seem like an ongoing relationship to me, and I just I feel like it would have come up sooner. Oh, what you know, because you you meet someone, go, oh, what do you do? And he say, I'm a producer. Oh, do you produce anything? Interesting. Oh, I produced a Fraser Crane show. There we go. It's not that hard a leap for that to go big conversation. Exactly. Yeah, you know, that's a big thing. It's you know, she's kind of a celeb in that way. You know, producing one of the hottest shows in in Seattle. So. I don't know. It's a funny one. Um, Fraser and Nars coming to the conclusions now that either Martin is better than him or it's the classic Oedipal conflict and that he doesn't want to let his father beat him. Um, I, mean, I don't want to ask this yet because it... no, I'll say this question to the end, so I'll, I'll shelve that point. Um, but I mean, do you buy that? Do you buy that that's what's happening? What, in the sense that um, Fraser is subconsciously losing because he doesn't want to... Yeah. He feels guilt. No, I don't buy it at all. Do you think, do you um, think Martin's just besting him? Yes, Martin is just better than him at chess. That's, yeah. I think, like, Martin makes it, I think he has a line in this episode about how he says, um, you know, he, he had to learn to think strategically as a detective. And, you know, that his, his, his job has basically honed him for chess and, and made it quite a natural game for him. Yeah, um, and I think that's absolutely correct. I don't think I don't think there's any way Fraser is letting um, Martin win. However, I do think Martin lets Fraser win at the end. Do you? Regardless of the whole five grand, but yeah, I think that um, that's a really interesting because I think if Martin really wanted to win, he wouldn't have got, let himself get drawn into the banter and the whole thing about him taking his finger off and then I trying think... to go. I think it's too obvious. I think mm. I think Martin lets Fraser win. Because he knows that's the only way he's going to get any peace. 
I really like that. That's what you think, because I do, I hadn't really made my peace with either. Um, so I'm I'm very willing to be to be uh persuaded there. Um, so yeah, I, I put here. So this is just an interesting observation to people who like chess. Otherwise, it's gonna be boring as hell to most listeners. Um, every single checkmate that Martin delivers is with a knight. Um, all of them is with a knight. He, he always goes checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. Wow. It's all, it's always the same position with his hand. So I could tell he was moving a knight because that only only a, that's the only piece that can move in such a weird way, um, which I just thought was interesting. I don't know why they would do that. Probably just because it looks the most, I don't know, it looks the most, you can, you can kind of do that. And it looks the most kind of dramatic for the scene. Yeah. Um, nearly every move Kelsey does up until the final game they have is like along the back rank and he like moves his rook. Basically, do you know what castling is in chess? Do you know no. how to castle? Okay, so, ba- so basically, if if if, if you're oh, king, you switch the two. That's it. Yes. Yes. It's, it's the only move in chess where you can move two pieces at once, and you can only do it like once, etc. And it's just a good way of getting the castle, the king, into into the corner to protect it. So what he's doing is he looks like he's doing that, and he does it two or three times. But then he takes one of the pieces off, as if like he's attacking a piece on the back rank. So like every time he does that, he's moving one of them away. So that was when I was starting to think maybe they're not actually playing properly, and they're just kind of moving things around. But I also think Frazier Kelsey would know how to play chess. You know, he went to Juilliard. He's quite musically trained. He's got a brain that just screams. He knows and plays chess. Um, Am I right? John Mahoney's like, he was a very cultured guy. I imagine. I think he, so. so. Yeah, I think yeah. they both know. And I think, you know, they could both play properly here. And I just, I'd, it's interesting that they've chosen to do this. But um, Kelsey, Frazier obviously losing again. The physical acting from Kelsey punching this, the cushion is just superb. He's absolutely pummeling that cushion. Um, he's, I mean, you just imagine that as a human face. I mean, been, so- There'd be nothing left. Sometimes in life, you've got to punch a cushion. Oh, have you, have you, you ever punched a cushion with anger? Because I have. Oh, yeah, several times, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Probably um, in the last six months, I've lost a game of chess. I swear I'm on the twins' life, my, my neat twin nieces, I have done exactly what he does. So I will lose a game of chess. I'm like, I'll just go to my bed and punch my pillow. And I'm like, what are you doing, Will? You're 25 I, years old. I, you know. I know who's going to win our game to, today. Oh, no, I won't do it in this case. It's not it, absolutely not. It's when I'm in a bad mood. I'm on a losing streak of like 10 games. And someone from like farthest flung country that I've never heard of beating me. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've definitely punched a cushion in my time. Key, I want your opinions on Daphne's sock puppet segment. Oh, God, the sock puppet. I like I it. Probably, I think you know what I'm going to say. So I'll, uh, you, I'll, I imagine you hate it. I despise it, yeah. I kind of like it. Just Who's that grouchy Gus I see? It, it, yeah, it's... I mean, you can't be grouchy, not with me. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Sing along, Doc. I, I really like I genuinely... It just... I feel like it's a little bit of a, a heavy episode in places. I don't think this is a laugh out loud episode, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just a nice little bit of whimsy. Um, so whimsy I, I... is certainly a word for it, yeah. <laughs> it's certainly a word. <laughs> certainly um, a but that said, if I was in Frazier's position, or if I was in a position of her brothers where we'd lost a football match, oh if, if you came up to me and did this after the Villa had just lost... You'd be that 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 socks going out the window. Yeah, I mean, or it's... somewhere else unpleasant. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not I'm not tolerating it. But yeah, I'm the same. When it's not happening to you, I can quite enjoy the show. Mm, yeah, so. I yeah, I just for all the reasons you've said, 
I disliked it instead of liked it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like Daphne. Read the room. You've been so goofy here, and just you know, Fraser's literally just been battering a cushion. So, um, probably get out of his proximity is what I would say. Um, is this our first ever shot of the hallway um, between Fraser and Martin's room? Have we seen this before yet on the show? Because I really couldn't think we have. I really can't um. remember. What do you think? My first thought was that what about when Daphne sets off the alarm on an earlier season? But that's in her room, isn't it? It's it's not it's not yeah, this... they, so just run into oh, the no. living room, I think. Yeah. Um, um so I don't I think maybe you're right, maybe this is the first time. Mm. Um There we go. But it's... And we also I mean, we also know that Eddie does not speak for Frasier. He doesn't, but he does cozily snuggle on Martin, which I love. Um, whenever my brother's dog, who's a similar size to Eddie, whenever she stays with us, um, she sleeps on my bed in exactly Aww. the same way. But she does this thing where, like, if I, I sleep on my side a lot, and she will, like, come and, like, nestle herself into the groove of your back. Um, oh, it's like the warmth of the back. Um, but it's, you know, it's snakes it's, do that, they're trying to eat you. They're yeah, like, do you remember you that up? story about yeah. that woman? God, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she does it, it's really cute. But you also think if you roll over, I'm gonna crush the living crap out of her, so you gotta be you know careful you don't crush the little shit. So, um, Martin's room here getting a rare look. I can only think of two episodes where we see his room this one and the one where with the kite. Um, where yeah. you see bounce up against the window because you, you also see his bathroom in that episode. Um, other than that, there's probably a couple more, but I can't think of them. Um, maybe the other... late season one, like I don't know if he's like getting a ring for Ronnie or something. I don't know. The only one I'm thinking is that he mentioned, I mean, up to this stage, I know he mentioned certainly like how he he had a dream about maybe sleeping with a, a woman with a beautiful woman with really bad breath or something, but I don't think we see his room. Did we see him walking into the, I think, yeah, he's walking across the living room. I think. Yeah. Says so that. I can't, off the top of my head, I think this is the first time. Yeah. We see his room. Mm. So are we both in agreement that Fraser is absolutely nuts here? Oh, he's crazy. He's absolutely this is, this is insane. It's... Like I can't even imagine the level of competitiveness that draws you to this. You know, you and I both admitting we're competitive. Um, it's a trait that I've, I've ironed out a little bit since I was a kid, but still, it's still there. You know, I'm playing a game of five aside. I'm there because I want to win the game. You know? You're snapping ankles. I'm snapping ankles. <laughs> I do love a good physical challenge. Um, but yeah, so I just think it's funny because the episode's got to go there. It's pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, he's got to lose it at this point. Um, you see this quite a lot in TV shows where they set the matchbox on fire. Like, what a waste. Just use one match or two matches. Why set them all on fire for this one use? Um, I don't get this. Makes a statement, mate. It does look <laughs> cool. It looks better. Um, you know. Also, you know they say you shouldn't play with matches. Yeah. They are really good fun, aren't they? So there is let's just really... clear. Let's clear that up. I mean, there is a really satisfying the sound when you strike a match. Oh, so good. There's something about that. You don't get that of a lighter. No, you, know? you don't. But I do love zippos where you flick the metal clasp. It's like. That classic. They look cool. Never used one, but they look yeah, cool. Yeah, me neither. I'd love to buy one and just light other people's cigarettes. You know, <laughs> do you smoke? No, but I do have a. Uh... <laughs> I do have. I do have a Zippo. Um, I remember there's a guy on our bus at school. He used to like uh, have lighters on him all the time. He'd rig them so the flame would go really high. Um, you can like open them and like you can move one of the things inside, and yeah. then the flame would just shoot up. Like I'm talking, you know, ten centimeters of flame. I do not remember this. 
I'm not going to name who it was, but you probably I don't think you were on our bus at the time. Um, oh, sorry. It's, it's, it was late. It was late in the in school. Um, but yeah, that was just really funny to me. Um, there's just yeah, you kids, if you're listening, you never ever play with matches. Adults, if you're listening, it's at your discretion because they're great fun. <laughs> they're great fun. Um, Martin's line: "What kind of weird competitive freak are you?" Just brilliantly delivered from mine. The way he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, you set the alarm off, didn't you?" Like his look of disgust is amazing. I really like Martin in this scene. Actually, I think the whole thing. I think it's like the it's the nail on the head with the, this is about losing to me. That yeah. how could I lose to a guy? I'm much smarter than he is. You know, I think it's Martin. Spot on, isn't it? It's perfect in this scene from John Mahoney. I completely agree. Um, what what the one thing I want to ask about now is how is Frazier so sure he'll win this game? He would put five grand on it. What's changed in the last 24 hours that he's gone from blah, 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 blah to, okay, I can beat him. Um, because I, he thought he'd got it nailed with the Oedipus complex and then he lost again. Um, I don't understand what we're supposed to believe has changed. See, I don't think anything has changed. I think that he just, he needs to keep playing until he wins. And if he'd have lost this one, he'd, he'd have offered another five or 10 grand mm. to the same. And if Martin had not been such a nice guy, he could have cleaned up. Okay. He could have. He could be a very rich man on a Aruba right now, you know. <laughs> could um, have bought himself all the Ballantines he wants. All the Ballantines from the majestic Colorado Rockies. Um, the trash talking here is is excellent. Um, I'm sorry your ratings took a dip last month. Um, just so, oh, the cemetery god. Just so, so good. I love this. Um, I put here that the checkmate looks legit from what I can see. So what I think has happened here is yeah. when you castle, um, your king is on the back rank and there's three pawns in front of it. Um, if you don't move any of those pawns, obviously the king can only go left and right. You haven't given it an escape route. And then the rook has come down and trapped it in the corner. Um, and that's what I think happens here because Martin moves his rook off the back rank by one move and he can't defend and then the rook swoops in um wow that's what i think is the checkmate but i can't be certain but it's a very common very i've been mated like that a lot of times and it happens on happens quite often for with, with noobs like me so there you go um that is my boring chess talk um frazier's final line of the app i'm sorry i beat you dad um Quite sad in its own way. Um, you know, Mark Niles was right all along. Um, I can, can you, what was the post credit scene? Can you remember? It's uh, Daphne and Martin playing drafts together. Yeah. And Daphne wins, and then Martin has a Frasier moment where he ends up screaming into the pillow. Oh my God. Okay. I always turn off at the post credits. <laughs> I'm a bad viewer. Um, Key, is this episode in your top 10? It is not in my top 10, no. Mm. I think it's is in it, mine. I think it might be in yours, yeah, because you love chess so much. So, okay, it's in my top ten. Is it really? It's in my top ten and has been for years. Um, wow. It might not have been evident in the review, but then I kind of like that because I don't want the reviews where it's a top ten to be like overtly obvious all the way through. Um, one episode that will be the case. Um, <laughs> but for this episode, you know, people probably thought I like this, but it's not top ten. It is top ten. Um, I just love Fraser and Martin's conflict here. I love the B plot with Niles and the dog. Um, and as a, just a huge fan of chess in general, it's kind of marrying my favorite things together here. So, um, top 10. So, just 
I'll ask. I'll ask we, you. We, we, as, oh yeah. So you, you go. No, 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 you go no, no. I was. I don't know what I was going to say. So you go. You go. Okay. I was going to say then. So who's your actor pick then for this this week? <sighs> really tough. I've gone with Freish. Um, he just he does the most. He has the most to do. It's his crisis that we're following. You know, the physical acting with the screaming and stuff's amazing. Um, yeah. It's gotta be it's gotta be Kals for me. Who have you gone with? Because it, it could have been Martin. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think it's a straight choice between um Frazier and, and Martin. Mm. Um I really like I do like that scene with Martin where particularly um, you know, he's just been woken up, he's in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that little dialogue between him and Frazier. But I think Frazier carries the episode a little bit for me. Like, yeah. I mean, this episode doesn't rank as highly for me. Like, it's a good episode, but it, it wouldn't be. It's not, it, it's probably not, not even in the conversation for my top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. I get that. But um, yeah, I think Frazier probably does the most with it. He, he, he carries the episode in place. It's very much a Frazier heavy episode mm-hmm. um, with Martin as his supporting man, I think. So for me, I'd, I'd agree I'd go with Frazier. I can see why a lot of people, you know, wouldn't think that highly of this episode because it's quite mundane and run of the mill. There's not a lot of, you know, tension, conflict, event. Um, but weirdly, like, and I've said this a million times, obviously my coffee of Niles epitomizes this. I just love the episodes that are quite, I don't know, quiet and understated. And other than Frasier's like moments of hysterics in this episode, like th- the idea of them like sitting in the apartment late at night playing chess. That is just like everything I love about the show in like one scene. It's really quiet and chill. And like this episode will be so nice to like watch late at night when you're just falling asleep. Um, like it's that kind of vibe. Um, and yeah, just really appeals to me in that way. I mean, I'm so excited to get to one episode in my top 10 because it's my it's my favorite episode of all time. Um, I've just I'm so excited for that review because I feel like the episode's gonna be two hours long because I'm just <laughs> not gonna be able to shut the F up. But um yeah, in terms of my top 10, this one is probably like, this is the one I thought about changing the most. Um, yeah. yeah, so this is the top 10 where breaking the ice could probably come in for it if on a certain day or dinner party or something, which isn't to say, well, I've just said dinner party's not in my top 10. There you <laughs> go. Um, but that's season six and it's a very firm fan favorite. So that might come as a bit of a surprise. Um but yeah, so this one is the is the most mobile of my top ten. Is this your fourth top ten so far? I think. Is I that... think travels with Martin, my coffee with Niles. I think it then the list innkeepers and chest pains. Yeah, so, there we go. And you've had five. Yes, I've had. So you um, had all of them. No, you had no, author, I've... author, and author, and a fair author to forget. Yeah, and three others. Yeah, and a fair to yeah. forget. Author, author, innkeepers. You definitely had another one. Travels with Martin. Travels with Martin. And Moon Dance. Moon Dance. Moon. Yeah. Love that. Love that. <laughs> um, Kendy Burlinkey, what would you make of this episode, please? And what's his favorite opening move in chess? Well, Kennedy favors the, funnily enough, the only move I actually know, which <laughs> is the, the Sicilian approach. Nice. I've heard he sometimes uses the Kennedy gambit, which is where he swipes all of the per- opponent's pieces <laughs> off the board, and he just says, we're finished, I won. Um, it is, yeah, basically, playing chess with Kennedy, it's a bit like, do you know that old saying about having an argument with a pigeon? Like, yeah. you, 
you can't um like having an argument with someone uh, less intelligent than you is like playing chess for the pigeon whatever moves you come up with the pigeon is going to knock all the pieces off the board shit on the table and fly off <laughs> i think you've said that before i love that um i absolutely love that that's what playing chess with kennedy is like kennedy's winning no matter what okay. when, when we play a game of chess we need to coin a move that's known as the berlin gambit we have to um because one of my favorite things about chess is just the encyclopedic level of like yep. opening moves are what it'll be it'll be um Getting one pawn out of the way as soon as you can, and then just the the um the king just going for it <laughs> solo, just him. Just taking that is actually that they use that. There's this, there's a move now called the bong cloud opening. Bong oh, cloud, God. as in like you know a cloud from a, a, a stoner's bong. The idea being it's a stoner move. It's so idiotic, and they've actually used it in professional tournaments as a joke now. It's like a meme. <laughs> you just move the first the pawn in front of the king one. And then you move the king one up and basically it blocks the queen and the bishop. It's useless. Um, obviously, you never move the king. Um, so just, yeah, there you go. So maybe maybe a riff on that could be the Berlin Gambit. Wow. Um, who's crazy anyway, Key? One word. Transformation. God. Who uses the word transformation? Um, Conjunction my... with another word, but I didn't use both because I feel like it might have tipped you over the... Over the edge. My first thought is um Roz with the haircut, maybe like Roz. Oh, you want to see me after I've been to uh, uh, been to Naj? It's a it's a complete transformation or something like that. Um, that's my first thought, and I I haven't got anything else at all. So I'm going to go with Roz mm-hmm. talking about um the brilliant and yet unseen Naj. The, the enigmatic Nash. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is exactly the scene you're describing, Key, but it's Frage. Oh. And he says... She says, Roz, I've gra- Roz says, I have great news. My appointment with Naj could not have gone better. What is the reason behind this miraculous transformation? Is what Kelsey go. asks. And then we we get it. Um, so well played, Key. Unfortunately, didn't get it, but you got the right scene. Um, shall we hop over to Listen to Mal this week? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Raz, who's our next caller? Um, listener mail this week. A few of you written in. Great to see. We should have time to get through all of these, which is always nice. Emmanuel Seller writes, Hey, guys. Great episode, as always. I have an uncle whose birthday falls on February 29th. So growing up, I remember the date being celebrated by my family. This conditioned me to always get excited when leap year comes around. In fact, I vowed to myself that when I have my own business, February 29th will be a paid company holiday for all my employees. God, can you pie me and Keith, please? I mean, it's an extraordinarily situational bonus, but I mean, a wonderful one at that. If you come here every four years, you're a day off, mate. You get an extra day (laughs) off. So, I mean, I love that. Thank you. Um, next up, we've got Caitlin, who says, uh, Hey, Will and Key, still getting the hang of Reddit, but I've got some observations for chest pains. At the beginning of the episode, we see Daphne bring out a small red plant in a little round glass vase. Is this the beginnings of the large red plant that sits next to the column behind Martin's chair? It looks an awful lot like a miniature version of it. Also, does Niles never name his dog, or are we to assume that he names her girl? Keep up the great work, loving the pod, as always, Hot House Orchid. That is a really good point about the flower. It's a tiny yeah. little thing she brings out. Yeah. Um, so it could know. very well be. And a shout out to Preston from the Fraser Project because he recently built that plant um, and he put all of the individual cherry leaves on it one by one on little wires and every oh. leaf is individual. Um, there's hundreds on there. Um, painstaking and it looks great. So a little shout out for the Fraser Project there. If you don't know what that is, go check it out on Facebook. Um, um, in respect to the name of the dog... KACL does think that it's called girl. 
that's its name. Doesn't he call it Lady in a different episode? I swear, I swear he oh, names it Lady. That's a good show. That's yeah, the episode I mean... where they put the, the ramekin on her head. Yeah, um, that rings a bell, yeah. So I, th- I think um, I think it's girl at the moment, but she ends up becoming lady. Um, I think that's what they they call the ch- uh, the dog. I think it's said the child. Um, <laughs> Rainbow drops nineteen ninety one. Put higher will another good episode. Just wondering what's the best way to get in contact with general comments. I sent a message last week and I didn't expect it to get read out or anything. But did you get it? And is that an okay way to get in touch, or would you prefer another means? By the way, even though I'm four to five years older than you guys, like Key, the lasting memory I have of Princess Diana dying, I was six, was the cancellation of Teletubbies. Uh, to make way for rolling news, something my parents still like to point out every now and then. Brilliant. Um, I, I'm not sure if I've seen that message. A, a few of you have sent me messages. I know Run For Your Wife has sent me one as well, um, and I have read them. I've just I've been so busy lately that I've, I've kind of stopped responding to things on Reddit so that I can try and read them out on here. I hope that doesn't come across as rude. Um, it just ends up taking, you know, it's quite consuming uh, replying to all of them, but I, we love hearing from you. Um, so yeah, what you've done, Rainbow Drop, is fine in future. Please drop your comments on Reddit and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get to them. I love the fact there is an entire generation of kids who just associate Princess Diana with the Teletubbies. I know, <laughs> man. God, love it. Uh, next up, we've got Swan Pippa, who says, um, there are good running apps out there if you're beginning to run. There is Couch to 5K. Uh, I've started to use it and it helps truly. Um, with regard, with listening to music, I listen to Spotify and I add songs which help me do it. Um, I agree that when you start running, it is hard, but you find your groove very easily. And of course, it, help, it always helps listening to you guys when going for a run. Well, that's very nice. Thank you. Mm. Um, so with regard to leap year and women proposing to men, it comes from Ireland. Um, the story goes that the tradition is a result of an agreement between St. Bridget and St. Patrick. According to the legend, St. Patrick decided that women could propose on a leap day after St. Bridget complained to him about women having to wait ages before a man would actually get round to proposing. According to the tradition, if the man then refused, he had to buy the woman a silk gown. Um, With regards to the episode, I noticed a mistake with the writing. Um, Fraser talks about it being 80 degrees in the middle of February. However, the whole episode is set on leap year, the 29th of February. Mm. Um, And with regards to you guys mentioning ads... Uh, thankfully, there is that magic fast forward button. Um, so we could always do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for this week's episode. It was beautiful weather. So I went for a lovely walk looking over the Irish Sea. Where on a truly clear day, you can see Wales. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. That sounds lovely. That That's sounds... What a lovely little final comment. I initially thought they'd misspelled Wales as the animal, but I realised he means the country, um, <laughs> which is like even more beautiful than than, than a whale. Um, so yeah, so so good. Thank you, Swan Pippa. Um, yes, also, I like the idea that if the, if the man said no, he had to buy the woman a silk gown. And I feel like, man, this is something we should be getting on the act. So if we get turned down, we get something. No, like, I think so. I mean, there's got some kind of compensation for you this. You can say no, but I would like some, you know, a new suit or something. Exactly. Um, yeah, just I watched um, I watched the adaptation of Emma that came out like last year, um, last night. I don't know if you see the Jane Austen novel. Um, oh, so I, that- I haven't, but my um, Shan showed me something about you i think on goodreads or something yeah <laughs> my review of emma like, emma is a bad it? emma is a bad bee and i wanted to be my wife um she is a bad bee she's not the baddest bee in the world um but yeah emma's really it's a great great uh, book and great film um and just yeah this whole leap year vibe the way there's all these social manners and things just gives me big austin vibes um 
Frightened Refugee 55 puts, hello, Will and Key. It's tough to make it into the mail segment now since you received so many submissions, but that's a top quality problem for you to have. Why would Niles and Maris opt for creme fraiche instead of whipped cream? How about this? We know Maris has a restrictive diet, partly by choice and partly of necessity. Maybe her not quite human frame could handle the extra calories from fat or from sugar but not both. Also, thank you for such cogent, concise take on the Super League fiasco, the kind we didn't hear much of in the American sports media. Don't sell yourself short on the idea of a football pod. You may eventually need a follow-on media project, so I would absolutely give it a listen. I don't know a lot about Aston Villa, but up the Villa anyway, in solidarity. Cheers, gents. I just love how this has inadvertently become like a Frasier and Villa podcast, um, and I love I mean, that we're spreading the good word. Um, uh, Sydney Ass Basket. Yeah, short and sweet is what short we need right So um, great episode with Lots of laughter from you both. A joy to listen to. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Pop and Jay put, Hello, Frasier friends. Great episode of the podcast, but I'm with you. I didn't really care as much for look before you leave, so I thought I did. So not a whole lot to say about it. You guys did a great job of livening up this episode. To the question of the last time Frasier got laid, I think you missed the right answer. I remember the tree was still up. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen does sound like a gay coming-of-age musical, and I was sorely disappointed to find out it's not. Oh, well, good thing musicals aren't really my jam. Lol. Looking forward to chest pains, if for no other reason than to see Martin gleefully and repeatedly get, getting the better of Frasier over the chessboard. My thanks to you wonderful gents for doing a great job week in, week out. Sincerely, Ludicrous Puppin J. Um, um, he also puts, P.S. I was re-listening to a couple of recent episodes, I think when you recapped Moondance, where you discussed a listener in the Thought Will was Australian at first club, but I have a friend who's in Birmingham and I thought the sa- they, he said Australian when I first met him. Does that count towards anything? Ha. I think it does. I think there's something going on in the Birmingham accent. It's got a bit of a, an Aussie out, twang. Out of curiosity, are people just thinking it's just you that's Australian? Is everyone like, okay, no, Keith, Keith clearly Bromley. That Will, the, the moderator of this subreddit, when we put our video up with Donny um, yeah. doing the cameo, um, he thought we were both from Australia or New Zealand. Wow. So it's definitely you, buddy, as well. G- genuinely flattered because I love the Aussie accent. It's great. So. I wish I had an Australian accent, man. Yeah. Not this. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Tahitian Vanilla, who says, uh, Hey, guys, great episode, as always. A few things. One of your last episodes, you talked about kidney donation, um, and there's so many kidney references and jokes in the show. Um, you guys mentioned giving your kidney to a stranger, and I'm here to say it's one of the best decisions ever. I did it. I ended up meeting, finding out her name and talking with her three months later. I'm flying across the country to meet her six months later. This was about four years ago now. Um, also, speaking of my leap day, um, I gave my mom a hard time every year because I was actually born the day before a leap day, scheduled C-section. Oh. I was like, come on. I mean, you couldn't have waited one more day to give me a super cool birthday. <laughs> um, in her defense, she said she wanted me to have a normal birthday, uh, but she didn't know at the time that I was anything but normal. Um, anyway, thank you for keeping us laughing as always. You guys really are so hilarious and I love the type of people you are. Oh. Every time you really me- you mention any- really anything, I'm like, yep, yeah, my kind of guys. Keep up the great work. How nice. So cool about the kidney. And I know, man. Wow. Freaking awesome. Um, that that is amazing. What a comment there. Um, I'm getting sidetracked by how lovely you were about me and me and Key and just (laughs) thinking, you know, you freaking did that. So absolutely amazing. Um, just yeah. The fact that someone listens to this podcast that's done that, just 
absolutely awesome. Reclia puts, goodness, you both hate that line. I think this is about the... Um, I don't whine. I don't I... whine. <laughs> well, I'm sure my favourite line from a certain season seven episode won't let you down as much. You could always have that pledge drive episode as one of your written episodes. Well, that's a very good point. I could do that. Chess pains. After my initial viewing, I found it to be an average episode with a simple plot. But now, days after, I've mellowed somewhat. And now I find it a rather sweet and above average episode. On a side note, that chess set was stunning. Here, here is a very yeah. stunning chess set. Um, lovely. I love the fact that you've taken just using a Rubik's cube as you read the questions out. And you just, I, was just, I was just a fiddle with it. Um, are you ever? Are you actually moving any of the pieces at all? Or are you no, just... I, because it will make too much noise on the mic. I think so. <laughs> I can I can solve one of these though. I am well done. It's not just a. It's not just a pretty toy. I can <laughs> solve them. Um, uh, next up, we've got. It is me, isn't it? Um, it is MK. You. Next up, we've got MK, who says, um, I'd take a leap with you guys any day. Another wonderful episode. And, wow. Will, if you ever can't find the key in the future, simply lift your eyes and look north to look into the screen, because key is always right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious, I know. Uh, um, trivia and fun bits for chest pain. One, would Daphne actually say soccer? No, she wouldn't. No, MK. she You're wouldn't. You're right. Ask. She would say football, because that is what we call it. So that's what we call it, because that they've... is what it is. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's what... a ball used with the feet, Americans. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Um, that is that is definitely something that's been written by an American for an American audience, isn't it? Oh, um, um, also, uh, Frasier sets off the smoker detector to wake up Martin. Uh, next season in Liar Liar, we'll learn that Frasier and Niles, yes, they did. They set off their smoke oh, alarm yeah. at their school to get out of the physical fitness test. Both events upset Martin. But Frasier, an alarming trend, if you will. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, also, I really don't like that episode. Um, but great little, great little uh, anticipation of it, um, as always, from MK. Finally, Cam Winston, lads, key mentions he remembers the cancellation, the Teletubbies around the time Princess Diana passed. True story, my mum, for my little brother and sister, has them on VHS if you want me to courier them over. Anyway, other stuff. Big fan of chess pains, just like the entire plot and how it plays out. I do believe Martin let him win at the end there, but either way, wonderful entertainment. It would be good to see Niles versus Frasier and their brotherly rivalry come out. Yeah, I wish they had played. It is music to my ears to hear you don't like the I don't whine line by Daphne. It just doesn't work for me either. But to be fair, that's like the only line Daphne ever says that I don't like the delivery of. I wish that was the case for me, MK, but sadly it isn't. It could be worse. You could say Dr. Quine, like Clive from uh, The Two Mrs. Cranes. I love Clive. I'm not going to have anyone coming to the If that episode Clive. was on TV last week, I watched it for my breakfast, man. It, it like... I don't know, there's a line from Martin in that which I just genuinely love. I which, just... which line? Um, when he's talking about Buzz Aldrin, I mean, oh. like, people got people think they called him Buzz because he flew fast. Not true. He was scared of bees. Scared of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind that line. Every time. I really up. love that. I really love that. Um, peace. And as always, up the villa. Thank you, Cami. And thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. Lovely to hear from you all. Next week, we'll be looking at season three, episode 19, Crane versus Crane. Um, good episode. Big fan. Um, where they're, they're kind of against each other in the battle for the estate um, of, I can't remember the name of the dude, the eccentric old man and his son. Is it like um, Mr. Safford or something that like rings that, a bell? Or? I just know he keeps calling up on Sparky, which I love. Um, <laughs> hey, Sparky. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. 
And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you, Peg. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scraps. 